Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, of course, and we're coming to you today with the Coaches Show. So a little bit change in format of, of shows that we've done in weeks past. We're going to do a Coaches Show from now on, and we're going to do more of a Player Show from now on. And they're going to be two separate shows for this reason. We want the Coaches Show, hopefully, to speak more to our alumni and parent base, and then not that these player and student show won't involve and have a listenership from parents and alumni, but it's an opportunity for us to grow that student audience, and that's what we're really looking forward to. So today, the coaches show, the one you're listening to right now, at the front end, it's going to be Dave McKenna, our weekly interview. He recaps last week's game against U High, as well as what he sees the Shadow Park being on Friday night. Now, after that, we had the opportunity to sit down with a young man named Matt Evans. And this guy resides in uh, the Tri-Cities area. I think it's Kennewick. And he sat down and he talked with us via Skype about his ranking formula that he's produced on his own and that he publishes every week ranking teams in the state of Washington. So it was a pretty fun interview to kind of dive in, be a little bit more analytical, and uh, get kind of the the method to the madness that is his formula. So really fun interview, really fun to get kind of perspective from a guy that's over in the Tri-Cities and uh, see how we, uh, as far as Bullpups and the GSL, weigh in on the uh, on the Tri-Cities teams. So really fun interviews, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. But before we get to those, all right, we've got some huge things coming up in the month of October, all right? Now, on October 4th, we've already plugged this. It's Prep Pride Day and Give Day now. So that's where you come. It's a community carnival. It's free hot dogs. There are student booths. It's a great time leading up before the game. And that is going to be a huge game because we play Mead. So you should already be showing up to that football game. But in addition to that, you get to sweeten the pie a little bit and be there for some festivities beforehand. Now, after that, October 9th, I'm really looking forward to this. This is the Financial Aid Luncheon, and our keynote speaker this year for the Financial Aid Luncheon is none other than Anne McLean, the astronaut from NASA. So she's going to be here, and uh, she's going to be speaking to the Bullpup community. So come out, uh, support the pups, and and as well, you know, um, be there to listen to what uh, that wonderful lady has to say. Now, the last thing in October... October 26th, it's our Crab Oktoberfest. Now, that is our crab feed. That's the all-you-can-eat crab and brew feed that should be rather scrumptious. So, there are events to look forward to in October that are not football-related, that are prep-related, and just come support the school. So, um, those are on your calendar. They're circled on mine, and uh, you'll come out. You'll have a good time. So, Let's get to today's interviews and uh, enjoy the first coaches show. According to Matt Evans' rankings, Gonzaga Prep is number 25 in the state of Washington. Coach McKenna joining us now for his weekly interview on PSP. Coach, do you make much of state rankings in high school football? Not at all. I don't make anything of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, be point, uh, I'll be blank. It's just... Uh, it is. Uh, it's nice to be recognized, you know, and they, they start putting you in the rankings, but it doesn't mean anything, especially in high school. It's, you're dealing with 16 to 18 year old kids. 
Yeah, a key win last week in the GSL for a 4A school, 4A win. Where did you see your team get better against you high? Uh, defensively, we we tackled very well. We ran the football very well. You know, after watching tape, our, our, you know, we had 10, 11 guys in every frame uh, tackling. They did a great job there, created some turnovers. Um, and so I was really, really pleased with that. Uh, defensively, it was just um, 48 yards total offense given up is pretty gosh darn good. UI is well coached. Uh, their kids played extremely physical. Um, just our defense rose to the occasion. Yeah, some looked at your defense as small and young at the beginning of the season, but you proved otherwise just saying that you shut out U-High's offense last week. What's been the key to your success on defense? Uh, kids running the ball, you know, it's, it's, it's reemphasized. We're going to run, 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 run some more. And, and uh, when you get 11 hats, at least say 11 plus, to the ball, good things are going to happen and our kids are buying into that and they see the benefit of uh, playing football that way. One, you, you're more likely to create turnovers. Um, two, it's just more fun football. It's just uh, you're around your buddies and you're having a good time and there's real good positive energy. And so um, they've bought into that. Hopefully you continue to grow from there. Yeah, you know, it's one thing when one or two kids are fast, but how do you preach and how do you coach team speed? Because it seems as if all 11 on the field run really fast to the football. Uh, yeah, part of it is just, is they're, they're, they have to play their technique. Uh, you know, we talk about 20 square feet, play your 20 square feet, do your job within the confines of the defense uh, and great things are going to happen. Uh, and uh, they've bought into that when they see that if I play 20 square feet and my neighbor does, my, 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 my other buddy does, all of a sudden you, it's easier to run to the ball because you're, you're not running quite as far because your neighbor's doing his job. Um, and so, they, you know, it, it, it's alignment, assignment, and an execution. And our kids are, are doing a great job of that, especially being pretty green and, and early into the season. A tough game for your offense after putting up 20 of your 30 points in the first quarter. What was the message to your offense at halftime, Coach? Uh, <clears throat> execute. Um, it was simply just about... Uh, uh, they were uh, wrong assignment football is what we were playing. And uh, it, it was uh, things that go back to day one. Some kids trying to do more than they're, uh, than they're capable of um, or trying to do more than what they should be trying to do. Um, not trusting uh, their teammate. So they're trying to make up for what their teammate, uh, they think their teammate should be doing, therefore leaving a gap for themselves. Um, so it was just a, it was a learning experience. We had some real green kids in there. Um, and uh, it just it just it didn't execute. Simply, uh, they didn't do it uh, the simple things. And so we got back to some fundamentals this week. That's good. So at the end of the day, last week was that a satisfying win for you? Oh, every win satisfying. You know, I, I don't care. GSL is tough. Um, and again, you're dealing with high school kids. Uh, they're, and they're bound to have challenging days. Things are going to happen. They're going to have challenging games. Um, you watch the at the highest level. Granted, they're different athletes, but they're going to have breakdowns. And, and on paper, this team should be that team or vice versa. Um, it doesn't mean anything. You still got to go out and execute. And so uh, to get a win in the GSL uh, in high school, I, I, I don't – maybe earlier in my career I would have said, yeah, you know, that's an okay win. I, I'm excited to get every win. I told the kids that. They're hard to come by. Enjoy them because um, it is difficult. You spend all this time. And it's not perfect. It wasn't perfect. Not even close. But still a win. And – uh you know, there's room for improvement. We'll get better. But gosh dang it, enjoy it. It was very satisfying to get a W. Always is. Now, Coach, there was a lot of talk on the SWX broadcast about your quarterback situation. 
Do you expect both to play going forward, or is this something you'll evaluate week to week? Uh, well, well, both are going to play uh, going forward, um, and we'll continue to evaluate it. Uh, who plays more or less, is, is, that's the evaluation process. But uh, sitting in uh, coach's office, we're still going to play both kids. Okay. What is uh, what Shadow Park do well? Uh, they got some very good athletes. Again, they're well coached. You're just watching them on film, they do some really good things. Um, offensively, I think they keep it pretty simple um, in terms of uh, what they ask their kids to do. But they they get their ball in, a, in their athletes' hands um, in different spots, put structure on the, the defense. Uh, it really stresses us, and so uh, that's a challenge. Um, and then defensively, they, they they're physical, uh, and it looks like they run well. Uh, and uh, we got our hands full. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, after Alan Stanfield left, uh, I think it was about like five or six years ago, Jim Mesa stepped in and actually done a pretty decent job with that program and kept a lot of that coaching staff there. Yeah, Jim's done a great job. Uh, I really think so. You know, they they, they won the 3A last year, um, and uh, no one predicted him to do that. And uh, they, I think they surprised some people. Um, they're, they're sound in what they do. I think in high school, if you can be sound in what you do, you got a chance. And, and I think they're really – uh, they do a good job of that. Yeah. How would you evaluate your special team so far this year? Uh, good. I wouldn't say it's great. You know, we want to become elite in every aspect of the game, but uh, special teams is, uh, we, we got to get more consistent in, uh, in our kicking, both punting and kicking. Um, I, I've been pleased with when we attempted field goals, we've executed, we had a blocked PAT last week, should have had two, but they missed it. Um, uh, we got to get. We we can't afford those points to give up those points. We need to. We need to score every time. Uh, so please, with the field goal, disappointed with the PAT blocking, even though it's the same dudes. Um, kickoff covers got to get better. Uh, we, we you know we just got to get more consistent with that. Um, and you know we got to get some blocks on punt, punt return. We got to see. We need a block here or there. We need to. You know we we should have a touchdown last week. A uh, guy fell out rather than scooped it. Um, but overall, I'd give it a you know. A B minus average grade, and I know that's one thing that you guys preach really well in practice. And I know that's something Washington State will be practicing a lot of this week, giving up both a kickoff and punt return. So, <laughs> yeah, watch that. Game. <laughs> so, who are some uh, young players that have stood out as far as strong contributors this season for you? Oh, you know, you look at every sophomore that's played. You know, uh, Lucha Reynolds at the safety spots done a great job. Ephraim Watkins up front with Cas. Mills are up front. Those two have just done an amazing job, truly amazing job for those guys up front. Um, and then Isaiah Griffin at the, at the other corner, done a great job. Um, but they're just following the leadership of, you know, guys like Daniel McKern and then Zane Melzer and Austin Reed and Brennan Kelly. Um, it's just uh, those, those kids are following those leaders. And, and Jack Schmidt's done an outstanding job uh, in the secondary force. So it, we talk about – the young kids stepping up, it's because the the, the experienced or older kids are allowing them to do that uh, and pushing them to do that, if that makes sense. So on defense, those kids have just really risen to the occasion. A lot of growth still to happen. Yeah, and I have to say one other one that I've been enjoying watching thus far is, you know, when uh, Jaden Ortega does have to come off the field, Rob Collier comes in, and, man, that kid oh. steps right into those shoes. Rob, he is a football fanatic kid just wants to play football i love it you know he is extremely unselfish uh hard runner keeps his mouth shut gets back to the huddle 
kind of a throwback type kid, if that makes, uh, I hope that's taken the right way. He is a tough, uh, tough kid that keeps his mouth shut, shows up every day to work, uh, and wants to get better and make his teammates better. And uh, he's a pleasure to coach. Well, Coach, I'm looking forward to you playing the Highlanders on Friday. Uh, go out and get them and uh, have a good rest of the week. I appreciate it. We're going to do our best. We're going to go out and have some fun. As I always say, it shall be fun. So we'll continue to do that. Appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this, man. I love it. Thanks again to Coach McKenna for coming on the show and talking football with us. We always enjoy those conversations every week. Now let's go ahead and bring in Matt Evans and uh, see what he has to say on the standings and rankings. Move over, Sabermetrics. Matt Evans has a formula to rank Washington State high school teams in the area. Matt, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. All right, so for those out there listening, give us a little bit of background uh, for you, what you do, and then how you got into what you currently do as far as the ranking system. Yeah, of course. So um, I, uh, I I published the uh, Evans Rankings uh, prep football and basketball rankings. Um, I've been doing this. Um, this is the third year, I believe, I've been doing Washington Oregon and Idaho um, football rankings. I think I've done three years of basketball, both boys and girls. Um, and I just kind of, it started a long time ago, actually. The, the first actual thoughts about this came back, came up back in about 2001, I believe. And the, it was, um, I was getting ready to watch the, uh, the Pasco Kentwood state football championship back then. And I kind of wanted to try and get in, you know, see if I could predict who would win the game. And I just kind of, you know, threw together something with some information that I had. And, you know, over the years, it's, it's evolved to now that I know how to use Excel and spreadsheets and stuff like that. It's evolved to this just crazy thing that, you know, that I just I love doing. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's pretty awesome. I love doing what I do. You must take fantasy football to a whole nother level. I mean, do you compete in that as well? Yeah, I do. I, I run a, a league with uh, some friends and family and. Yeah, I uh, every once in a while when when I'm uh, I just kind of you know I'll be like, hey, you guys want me to rank it? And they're like, no, 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 please, please stop, don't do that. That's not, <laughs> that's not cool. But, but uh, you know, and most of the time it's when I'm undefeated and just like, hey, you know, let me let's let's see let's see how we're actually to what we actually are, are sitting at right here. But uh, yeah, no, I I love fantasy football. I just, football in general is just such a fun sport to watch and such a fun sport to cover. Yeah. So what uh, where are you? Where do you reside? Where do you live? And what do you do for a living? So, oh, sorry. So I am, um, I'm based in Richland, Washington, um, down the Tri-Cities um, for my day job. I'm actually, I'm a paraeducator over an elementary school in Kennewick, and I work with kindergartners. So it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's very nice to have this, this nighttime hobby that just kind of completely takes the, you know, just no brain power whatsoever for this. It's all, you know, it's just, thankfully now it's just, uh, it's just, it's all on the fingers and the spreadsheet. Yeah. So Tri-Cities football early on, who looks good? Oh, Chiawana looks really good. Uh, I haven't seen them live yet, but they just, I mean, <laughs> Chiawana's just, they're the cream of the crop in 4A. I think that, you know, Chiawana's probably going to finish, finish top. Um, and then the, after that, it's probably going to be between Richland and Hanford getting that second seed to week 10. Um, at least in the 4A, in 3A, <laughs> they're really good. I've seen them twice now, and they're just, I mean, they're really small on the line, but they're just, they play really physical football, and their quarterback, uh, Mercado, he's 
he's a sophomore. He's got just a killer arm. They've got great receivers. Kennewick, um, they're probably going to be the two seed coming out of 3A down here. Um, they've got a new coach, the guy from Ellensburg. I think Affolter was his name. Um, but they're looking really good. I haven't seen them live yet. Um, and Hermiston, I think, if I remember correctly, Hermiston's quarterback got hurt. So they've been kind of struggling struggling recently. But, yeah, Kamaika and Kennewick in 3A are the ones to look out for. And then Shiawana and then either Richland or Hanford for that. Uh, second uh, for AC. Okay, so I know the WI or sorry, the WIAA uses the RPI um, ranking system. So what does RPI stand for? So um, the RPI, I believe it is the ratings percentage index, and it was something that was made a long time ago for college basketball. And uh, yeah, that is one um, aspect that the WIA considers when they're getting ready to rank, as well as um, what I do and as well as, um, uh, scores ours rankings. Um, but, um, the, 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 R, the RPI itself is based in three components. It's based on your win percentage. It's based on your opponent's win percentage, the average of your opponent's win percentage, and then the average of your opponent's opponent's win percentage. And I believe that the breakdown is 40, 40, 20. And the biggest thing that I'm, I'm not a big fan of the that that's there's 60 percent right like a preps purposes let's say that you know university is having a down year or whatnot you can't control how they schedule so if they have a weak schedule that negatively affects you but i mean there's nothing you can do about that so um the biggest change that i've made in my formula which is based off of the rpi very very similarly is that i use a component um that i call my my points percentage where take like the points that you scored in a game and I divide it by the total number of points in that game. So let's say that uh, you've won a seven, three game, you know, seven points that you scored divided by 10 total. There's 0.7. There's some few other percentages that go into, into play, but that's kind of the, one of the, the things that I've changed from the RPI that I use in my personal stuff. Okay. So if you gave just to recap your breakdown your formula, what components go into your formula? Okay, so I have, so right now um, I have four components. I have three main components that have been the staples. And then I, I kind of, I'm not one to say that my formula is perfect because it's not. So I, every summer um, I like to go back and just kind of run different scenarios to see how I can better what I do. The components that I have right now um, is I have win percentage. I have the average of your um, opponent's win percentages. So basically those two similar with the RPI, but then I also have my, um, my points percentage, which I was um, alluding to right there. I believe the breakdown for that is 30, 30, 25. It's 30% your win percentage, 30% your opponent's win percentage, and then 25, the points percentage. The other 15% that I use for the ranking is new and it's actually a conference um rp like our conference rating so i take basically everybody in your conference i add all their stuff together i use those three um stuff that i use for individual ones and then i come up with a conference rating which i use 15 percent of that and add that in and that was the biggest change i made this year from last year um after um, be involved with the, um, on the, the two B and one B seating committees. And one of the, the things that 
the biggest changes that are the differences that I had compared to what like the the the, ra- the uh, tournament seedings were had to do with teams that maybe played in weaker type conferences, and I had them ranked highly, but they were you know a little lower seeded because they played in weaker conferences. So I wanted to add a component to m- maybe reflect you know reward teams that maybe are seven and three in a conference that's really, really strong as opposed to being nine and one in a conference that's really weak. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you say points percentage, is the points percentage how many points you put up on a given basis as far as game to game? Yes. Yeah, so, so I, the, the thing that I come, that I, uh, I do to, um, to kind of counteract like running up the score or anything like that is I actually, you use, do an individual ranking for each game. So I have, um, I'll put my, you know, I'll put in the, the final results, whether it's a win, you know, the, the, whatever the score was, and then the, the variable of your opponent's win percentage, and then it spits out a rating. And then I take all of your ratings over the year and then average them by the number of games you played. And then that's where your rating comes from. That was another change I made from last year, because, you know, if you have a team that you know, it's kind of a middle team or so that maybe finishes five and five, but has one game where they go off and win like 60 to nothing. If I, if I didn't have the individual game percentages that would, their, you know, points for would just totally just skyrocket and just totally skew that, that ranking. So that was another change that I made was to make it so that if you, you know, score 66 and, you know, win, you know, 66, nothing in a game, then you're only going to get, you know, it's not going to shoot up the rest of your, your, your numbers. You're only going to get that set, whatever the max value is for that game on that one. Okay. So when prep played, um, quarter lane in week one, how much did it help them for putting up 45 points and winning that game 45, 13? You know, the biggest thing is, it's more of a defensive thing. If you, the less you give up, the higher your percentage is going to be. So with, with prep there, they scored 45, they gave up 13. So it's a um, total, there were 58 points there. So that percentage is going to be, I don't have the, the actual percentage on me right now, but that same week, you know, Ferris played against Moses Lake and beat him 40 to seven. So they're, 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 percentage is probably going to be a little higher because they gave up less points. The biggest, you know, it's not really, it doesn't really reward offenses. It really rewards really good defense. Okay. So that kind of works to preps advantage this year. That kind of makes me feel happy. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So what week of the season do your uh, rankings and your formula become more accurate? Not necessarily that it's foolproof, but at what point in the season do we have to get to to where your formula and rankings actually become a little bit more legitimate? I feel like after about week five, week four, it starts to clear up a little bit. But I usually feel after about week five when we've seen maybe one or two league league contests and we start seeing, you know, you're not, you're not going to have a conference where every team's going to be unbeaten. You're going to start seeing some teams kind of pull away. That's usually how how I feel. It, that's the first real real time. The, okay, this is legit. This is I feel really really solid about this. You know, I I I like to publish my stuff all the way from week one, 
just because for me personally, I just like to see how it evolves over the year. So like um, I posted uh, two weeks ago and I was getting a lot of heat from, um, from some kids from Lake Stevens, you know, Lake <laughs> Stevens was like a top 10 team everywhere you look, but I had them in like the thirties and I had kids looking like, what? We are not a third. And I'm just like, wait, trust the process. Just wait. You know, once we get some more data in, it's going to, you know, and the biggest, the, the biggest thing against them there was the fact that the teams that they played Ferndale was winless at the time. And Lincoln of Tacoma was winless at the time too. But since both of those schools have won, which has boosted up their opponents win percentage for those, which has boosted up their ratings for those games. So in turn, I think I have them in the top 10 right now, but you know, it's just, it's, you know, you're going to, you may have some high hope, high profile games early. And if those teams start winning later on, that can only help you. Okay. So that makes sense. So it's, I think it's, it's great to look at it from that standpoint that as the year goes on and the team that you beat, if they want to do well themselves, it only helps your ranking later on. That's perfect. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And that's, that's the big, the biggest time consuming part is the fact that I do put every, you know, every opponent's win percentage in as a variable. So that's, that's the biggest, you know, entering scores is easy. It's just then going back and being like, okay, I got to grab the win percentage from Camus and they're all the way up here. So let's go find that cell and you copy it down here. And that's, that's the most time consuming part, but that's the part that really sets the, uh, sets what I do aside. I believe is that, you know, it is, you know, if you, you're going to beat a team week one, they're not going to be 0 and one all the time. They could go nine and one at the end of the season. And that could end up being a really good looking win. So that's one of the things that I like to try and reflect in my rankings, and, you know, differently too, you know, on the, on the flip side, like with, with G prep, you know, the, the school you guys went down and played in California, that, that tough loss there, yeah, you know, Ignatius. I think they're two. Yeah. Saying Ignatius, I think they're two and one right now. Um, if they, you know, continue, doing well, then that's going to bring up that portion. But if they just tank and go two and eight or whatnot, then that's going to look like a really bad loss. And so it, it has that, that drawback too of, you know, if you lose to a really bad team, then you get a really low ranking there and that's going to tank your average. So, you know, that's kind of the yin and the yang of how, uh, how it looks on, on what I do. So speaking of heat, are you receiving any heat from any Mount Spokane fans since they're rated below Shadow Park right now? You know, I have not um, yet. Um, I I can see why I would because they, I mean, the eye test, yeah, they are a top 10 team. And I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be a top 10 team. Like their biggest, the biggest problem that they've got right now is the fact that Glacier's not doing so well for Montana and Moses Lake's winless. And if you look at Shadle, their wins are over Lewiston at 500 and Cheney, who's two and one. Yeah. So, you know, and their loss was to West Valley, was that Spokane, West Valley, Spokane. Yeah. Who's, who's unbeaten. So, you know, that's, that's just kind of as the season goes on when Mount Spokane plays some, you know, some more, they get some more wins and get some more quality opponents in there, then it's just going to jump them back up and, you know, Shadle's probably going to go down after playing Gonzaga prep this weekend, not going to lie, but you know, it's, it's still early. And as we get more data, then it's going to, you know, it's going to start clearing up. Okay. So at the end of last year's season, 2018, how accurate were your rankings? We were, I was, I was very, very good with, uh, with, with what it with where it looked. Um, I believe when we compared it to um, the seating committee stuff, I think that, um, I want to say it was 
like 90 plus percent were within two seeds. I think if I were to write them out one through 16, I think I was really close within two seeds on 90% of them. I believe Um, there were a couple that were just like, I think Eastmont was really bad and Lake Roosevelt, I missed really bad on that. I think I had them at like two or three, but you know, weaker conference, they ended up getting an eight seed and, I was partially to blame on that being on that committee, but you know, I kind of, it's, it, you have to, you know, you have to kind of put the rankings aside when you get into that room and just like, okay, what do they actually look like? Not what my, what is my pride where that want them? Where do they actually be? <laughs> but, but it was, it was pretty good. I felt, I felt pretty good. And one of the things that I try to do is I try to follow it through to the end of the season, you know, enter in the playoff stuff as well. Cause I mean, you know, that's, Ultimately, it's what we want to see is I want to see if at the end of the day, once everything's in there, did I get number one correct? And, you know, most of the time it's, it's pretty solid. I did. I know I missed on the one A's last year. I know I missed on Colville and Newport. Those were, that kind of came out of nowhere, but you know, I mean, it's ultimately, I like to think if I get about 85 to 90%, right, even 80% at the lowest, then I feel really confident about where we're at. Okay. Now, uh, in 4A, I know that you have Chiawana at number one, and I know you have Central Valley at four right now. So those wins that Central Valley has had to kind of start out the year, I mean, could they have had any any much of a stronger schedule than they had? Oh, they've got one of the strongest schedules right now. I mean, you look at it, I think, let's see, yeah, Bellevue's two, over 500, Ferris is over 500. The only reason Garfield's under 500 is because they lost to Bellevue. And, you know, I mean, Central Valley's had a great, great start to their season. They're looking, they're looking really solid. I'm, I've got that, that game with uh, Coeur d'Alene scheduled in a couple weeks. That's going to be a real big test for them to see if they're going to be for real or not. But yeah, same with Chiawana. I mean, Chiawana is kind of, you know, they've, you know, beating Richland, Richland's the same thing with, you know, with, with Central Valley, you know, Richland's above 500, Ken Oaks above 500, Walla Walla's below, but that game with Union this week is going to be a huge test for them. We're, we're going to see, you know, is Chiawana for real? Are they going to be a front runner or are they going to get smacked like they did last year? Okay. Now, a team like Mead, how much does their ranking suffer if they drop a game this week in the Battle of the Bell against Mount Spokane? It will, so it'll, it'll probably suffer a little bit, um, just initially, but with where I think Mount Spokane is going to end up, I think that as long as they keep that game close, it should not have too big of an effect on their, on their ranking. It's going to be, it'll probably bring them down just a little bit, but like I said, as long as they keep it close and Mount Spokane, you know, goes on the run that we think they're going to go on. then I, I think that at the end of the day, it it will end up being a good loss. Okay. Now I'm curious as far as prep goes. So preps week this week they play against Shadle should be a win. I think you could probably agree yeah. into that. But then as they go in, into the teeth of their schedule, they play Mead, they play Ferris, they play CV, they play LC. From your kind of from what you've seen, what's gone into the formula, what you've seen spit out for prep based on what's been seen thus far, do you foresee them, could you see them winning out? Do you see them dropping only one game? What do you kind of, what would you forecast for prep for the rest of the year? You know, I think that 
it's really tough because I, I think that those four right there, CV, Prep, uh, Ferris, and Mead, I think that they're really close. And I think that it's it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be really tough. I, I, I will get a, a better sense of, of Mead this weekend against Mount Spokane. You know, I think that uh, I, I, I'm, I'm high on Mead. I think that they're they're a solid team. I think that they there's a chance. Who knows? Maybe they could beat Mount Spokane. If they beat Mount Spokane, I I would put them as probably one of the front runners. I mean, this is a huge game for them. We'll we'll see. You know, can we? You know, can we really? You know, trust Mead to be a one of those contenders towards the end of the season. Uh, I just, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I mean that I'm really, really intrigued to see how that goes between those four. Cause I mean, I really think that anybody could take it. It could, everybody could go two and two for all I know. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how that ends up. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. And, you know, I, I want to take a game like Mead had last week, where they responded well and they came out and played really well against LC. But at the same time, LC has got to be one of the worst football teams in the GSL this year. I mean, they looked bad in that game. I mean, it wasn't ever close. They looked like they had multiple blown coverages. And I feel torn because I know that the head coach at LC, um, Hughes, Dave Hughes is a good guy, mm-hmm. but it's like, are you yeah. not getting kids to come out for football? Because they look small. They look like they don't have a lot of numbers. It's just, it's almost as if LC is becoming North Central kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and that's that's one of the struggles that we're seeing statewide. It's just numbers declining, and you know, people people are, are nervous to you know to to go play football. I mean, I I feel like that it's, it, I feel like it's, it's a lot safer than it was in the past. Um, just from all the coaches that I've talked to and just seeing some of the different techniques that people are using, it's a lot safer than it used to be. It's just, it's one of those things that we just, as a, as a society, we're just kind of kids just aren't coming out for football. And it's the other thing too, you're seeing is a lot of spe- sports special specialization. So more kids are trying to play basketball year round and playing baseball year round. And those kids aren't coming out for football. And it's kind of, you know, it's, we're starting to see that the, you know, this, this effect of just people aren't just coming out for it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. And, you know, you've touched on it. I'm really looking forward to these next two weeks, especially in the GSL, because I think it will, you know, shed light on where things go from here. And then in Tri-Cities, too, you just spoke a lot about how the next couple of weeks should be huge as far as rankings for that go, too. Um, if I could ask you about one more game. So let's say the Battle of the Bell this week. Uh, yeah, let's say Meade drops that game. Do you think that could affect Meade's play against Prep the following week? I think it would depend on on how that game is lost if they if it's a really close heartbreaker you know maybe there's you know they still have that that confidence of okay hey you know let's just there's a couple things we need to change and we can bounce back but if they go get the doors kicked off of them you know i mean that could be just debilitating and who knows you know where their mindsets would be coming out knowing that they're going to play a team like like prep who's just perennially you know really good so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. That that Mount Spokane Mead game is is a critical game this week for both for 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 Mead especially. Okay, 
No, I like that. Thank you. No, so much for that. Um, for those out there that want to keep track and continue to monitor, how do they follow you? How do they keep in touch? Um, you know, where can we kind of find information for the rankings? Um, well, my, I, uh, I, my rankings are posted weekly, usually Sundays or Mondays. Um, the website is um, evansrankings.wordpress.com. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, my handle is at evansrankings. Um, I am always open to talk about football. My DMs are always open. If you ever have a question at any time, let me know. I'd love to talk and just kind of give you, you know, if you're wondering why, hey, why is it team A above team B? Let me know. I'd love to give you a breakdown of, you know, why I have it there and explain that, you know, in week nine, it's going to look a lot better than it does right now. Okay. So do you, are you welcoming messages if people are frustrated by your rankings too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> any message. Any sort of message. I, I'm, you know, I'm the chillest person that you'll meet. I love to, you know, to, to talk about talk about what I do and talk about football. So yeah, I'll take I'll take any any messages, whether if they're good or if they're bad. Bring them on. Well, hey, we really appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to potentially reaching out to you again as we get kind of deeper into October, because, like you said, I think that these rankings will start to prove a little bit more. And we'll be able to see a little bit more, and we'd love to have you back on to explain it all. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, that was Matt Evans, and we really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more Bullpup content coming this week. But as always, go Pups. Now, we want to thank Coach McKenna for coming on the show, as well as Matt Evans. Really great interviews this week. And uh, don't go anywhere, okay? So stay tuned. It should be coming to you tomorrow, the player show. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll have those player interviews as well as the all-in segment that I know all of you guys look forward to every week. So, as always, go Pups.